The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In this episode of Tech It Up Talk, I am discussing developing teachers through digital leadership with my special guest, Dr. Travis Taylor. Dr. Taylor is an instructional technologist with 28 years of experience in education. He provides consulting, professional development, and training on emerging technologies for teachers and administrators in education and nonprofit organizations as well. He also supports structuring curriculum to address 21st century learning skills and the 21st century learner. So I would like to give a warm welcome to my special guest today, Dr. Travis Taylor. Thank you so very much. Pleasure to be here as always. I'm so happy to have you back on again. You know, I love uh, getting feedback from my fellow instruction technologists out there. And so thank you for joining me today on our topic, developing teachers through digital leadership. As you know, the goal for this episode is really for us to discuss the importance of school leaders role as digital leaders to support and develop teachers. And COVID-19 has intensified and many leaders have been forced to take notice to their position, to their stance in education. And some of them were kind of caught flat-footed with the reigning uncertainty and also unpreparedness of COVID-19's impact on education. And so one thing for sure is that this pandemic has uncovered many deficiencies in our educational system, which has forced many of our leaders to stretch beyond their own thoughts of measure. And so for you, Dr. Taylor, why is digital leadership an important component, especially in the midst of crisis leadership? I would say that this has to do with the fact that uh, particularly in technology, particularly in education, everything has become more technologically involved. In other words, when you start looking at what's in the classroom now, we've gone just from uh, desktops. We've gone now, we have the emergence of the internet and then uh, mobile devices, cloud computing, and all of these things are just, they're ramping up now because of course of Moore's law and, and the, how uh, the processes and things increase and exponentially over a, a certain period of time. You're seeing more and more digital technology just being a part of the natural uh, landscape. In fact, you really can't do, you can't pretty much do anything in schools now without addressing some sort of uh, digital technology, regardless of what you're talking about in the classes, particularly in, in and if you're looking in, in administration, if you're looking at how you schedule schools, how you run the buses, how you communicate with parents, how you schedule classes, how you, uh, assign students up to the school district. All of these things now are just inundated with some form of digital technology. So we can't really get away from it. Uh, and so we're gonna have to really embrace it and look into it now, because I think one of the things that COVID did was that it kind of, it, it took us to say all the training wheels away. We, we didn't have anything to fall back on, except for the fact that, you know, what other than what other technology that we actually knew at the time. 
now and to be honest now is, is the ed tech community has been calling for digital transformation for decades you know we've come from ISTE, we've gone to all of the different conferences and we know a lot of the thought leaders and the things that we were seeing coming up the road in technology so we've been out here really sort of a, a voice in the wilderness crying about that that we really need to start making these transformative changes in education and i think COVID just was uh the day when the test was given you know we knew the test was coming and the pop quiz was when we got hit with the pop quiz right to see what what we actually have learned i i i was hopeful for a minute now let, let me just say i'm gonna back up i'm not gonna say I, i'm not hopeful um i was more hopeful at the moment when there was this great attention on the need for digital technology and digital leadership uh i think a lot of leaders really uh regardless of the fact that of what they thought they knew or didn't know they knew that they that school couldn't stop because you know uh, of the situation that we had we had to go on with education and so people were really just forced to jump in and there were these conversations that we were going to do this trend you know i see the light now we need to be more transformative i see this but it's interesting is once that vaccine hit you know mm -hmm. people started backing away going uh, i'm not sure about this um we can go back to february 2020 and so but but to answer the question, I think it's it's very important um, because it's just so inundated in, in the educational sphere with, with digital technology. You can't avoid it. You're going to touch it at some point. And, and we need to start addressing leadership uh, with this technology. Right, right. You know, in, in a study by William Sterrett and Jason Richardson, they looked at how digital leaders foster professional learning in an age of innovation. So you mentioned all of the different things that are happening. So there's innovation around us every day from our daily lives to the, to the schoolhouse. And so there's always some type of technology being implemented that we rely on um, to get through the day. Now, one thing that continues to amaze me, you spoke on this, was that in, the, in, their, in their section, and they spoke on this too, in their section on digital leadership, um, they stated that research showed that nearly two decades ago, two decades, nearly two decades ago, <laughs> there was an examination of technology leadership. Um, and it was noted that a school's progress was threatened if administrators were not engaged as technology leaders. And it also was noted that there was a need for school leaders to have clear and theoretical direction on how leadership and resources can be optimal, um, combined and utilized to support instruction. However, as you've already pointed, you know, here we are decades later, it seems like we still have this gap and there's still this need. And what's also amazing is that even to this date, you know, how our school leaders support professional learning is still a largely unexplored area. So what are some things that may resonate with you from uh, William Sterris and um, Richardson's research? I found the article um, very interesting because uh, it, it, it kind of really went in line with some of the things that I talked about in my dissertation. Because uh, in, in my dissertation, I actually went back and started looking at the history of educational technology leadership and, and what was it like. And even far as far back, um, you know, in the as far as from the 80s and things that there were conversations 
um, that you know we needed more engagement of, of technology from our leaders. And, and, and not only the engagement, there were core competencies and skills that, that they saw that leaders were going to be required or should be required to have uh, as we start seeing this uh, technology uh, on the horizon and, and going into our schools. But as unfortunately, at some point, we got away from, we heard those calls and it didn't go into effect. And so what ended up happening is that when you started getting into your leadership certifications, that technology really wasn't a requirement uh, part of, of, of technology uh, and, uh, certifications and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but I was fascinated by the fact that we know that one of the things that really stood out was that those leaders in this, in this article that were, were considered as tech savvy and they were doing those innovative things in their districts, they, one of the, the main things that all of them had was they had a professional learning network. That there were other leaders like themselves that they relied on to share information and share resources and share practices. Um, I heard something on YouTube just yesterday that kind of made me think, I can't, I think it was uh, from, I think it's HR Bamboo or Bamboo HR, I think is the name of the company. And they, we, they were, we were talking about, we always hear the term best practices, mm -hmm. but they said, but I think that the focus should be more on best principles. You know, what are the principles, you know, because when we start looking at best practices, you know, after a while, there's just this uh, flood of best practices. I do it this way. I do it. And, and after a while, people start, you start seeing the same thing over and over and over again. But when you start looking at, hey, well, let's look at the principles. Of, of what are those overarching overarching principles that we really should be looking at in technology uh, and in leadership. So, but I, I really like the fact that they had, the leaders had this personal learning network of people because I've always, I ask people whenever I talk to them, it's like, so who are you listening to? You know, who are you talking to? I wanna know, you know, I wanna keep up with the best technology and all. And, and a lot of things, you know, we're not about, it's not about the fads. But is it about, you know, looking at those trends and where we're going and, and building that community of people that we can have those conversations around? Right, right. And, you know, speaking of, you know, important in conversations, now we both know that technology has shaped the way we learn and develop as leaders and should indirectly help develop the way educational leaders help teachers learn and develop. Now, according to the Technology for Education Consortium, U.S. institutions spend over $13 billion annually on technology resources. And our district and our school leaders tend to play a heavy hand in determining how these resources and how um, they're utilized and how they are allocated. And so what are your thoughts on educational leaders spending decisions? And what are some practices school leaders should consider when making decisions about technology? Um. Well, I think that some of the things that we look at as far as with, with, um, with professional development, I think we, we tend to look at professional development as just training. And and so it always comes across as this one off. And I just want them because we, we are having to look at with technology from a, a, a very different point of view. Technology kind of branches out and, and touches so many other aspects of the education system. So we're not just talking about professional development and teachers in the classroom, but as administrators, they are concerned about the ROI, the return on the investment. Are they going to use it? You know, because and often you've got to go, um, you have budgets and you have school boards and other stakeholders that you have to keep in the loop and, and they have to be part of a shared vision. So um, 
when you start looking at technology and and how it should shape, how it should fit inside the, the the educational system, you really want it to have that importance of those other initiatives that are going on, whether it's literacy or math or STEM. You know, technology should be at the table as far as what what the vision is for when you when you're implementing these other um, other projects. So when it comes to professional development, then you see it as part of the whole and not just a one-off for training so that I can make sure that I can tell everybody that we're teachers are using the technology that we spent all this money on. Because, you know, use usage does not necessarily mean effectiveness. And so just because people are using it and, and people like using it doesn't mean it's going to be very effective because you have to look at the total package of what this technology offers and what is what what is it going to do? And but ultimately, it comes down to the, the strategic vision for your district of what am I? You know, what what is this going to look like when we're finished or when we implement these processes? And we're going to put this technology um, into in, into the, the school system. You know, what are we what is it going to look like when we get to that level of success that we're looking for? And so when you start looking at it from and from the visioning process. And, and from those strategic plans, then uh, professional development then has a has a much better has a much clearer path, uh, and it goes just beyond training and and how many people I can get to use it because when it's part of the consciousness of what teachers do and what we call buy-in, um, you know, it takes a life of its own. People or you know, teachers will organically grab the technology and begin to just start doing amazing things with it when they see themselves as part of the solution. Mm, like that you know and that kind of brings me back to the article so we're talking about um the article written by william Strad and jay richardson on supporting professional development through digital principal leadership and it can be found in the journal of organizational and educational leadership now kind of w- to what you just spoke to um, one of the things that that really highlighted what you were saying for me in that article was that digital principles meaning digital leaders um, they tend to stay away or sh- try not to implement that one size fit all approach. And they try to empower their teachers to have choice and voice. It's like we want to empower our students to have choice and voice. And they try to do that with how they participate in professional development. A lot of times we have a, a one size solution. We provided it. That's the end all be all. It, it was available and it doesn't make the impact that we need for implementation. As you know, we we are always overwhelmed at the beginning of the school year, especially with all these different initiatives, different trainings, new technology, and it's really overwhelming for for us to you know take all in and implement with fidelity if we were not being intentional and like you said, strategic with um, how we're using it and what we want to see out of it. And so um, that was definitely something that highlighted for me out of that article um, that kind of went along with what you were saying about. Um, their approach to teachers. Yeah, and I think that and leaders also, um, it really helps when they themselves are, are engaged with the, whatever the technology is at some point, even if you're not. And, and I think the problem that we get is is this issue of trying to be the guru and the master of the technology. And, and that shows a level of competency. And that's not necessarily true. And it is about understanding as a leader at your, at your most basic level, you want to understand what the technology does. You want to know what it doesn't. Um, you want to know, you want to know as far as, you know, you can, 
see yourself using the technology, see your teachers using it, and then how does it affect the students? At the end of the day, that's what we're really talking about is the student engagement and student achievement. And um, you you really have to look at getting past these myths of, of understanding of trying to be the guru and the, and the chief person of all the technology. Just because you're a technology leader or you're a superintendent or your principal, you don't have to know the latest or be the, right. the, the master of the latest piece of technology, but you should at least understand what's out. And from even from a categorical standpoint of these categories of technologies are here, this is what they do, these are some of the impacts, and these are some of the things that teachers are doing. Because when you start looking at the visioning process and you're heading toward a specific goal, um, one thing you can't get distracted from, and particularly and you'll see this with technology, is that this technology will come or this district is using this piece of technology over here. But when your focus is on your vision, you're like, you know, that's good over here, that's good over here, but this is where we're going, this is what our outcome is. And we're gonna stay, you know, stay on this course. And you're not necessarily distracted. Great technology, I think it does great things, but for what we're doing and what we're the goal that we're we're trying to achieve, you know, I can't necessarily get caught up in the latest hype of the latest technology that's coming in, but I be, at least need to know what it's doing and what it will do in the, and um, how it can impact your, your educational system. Let's move on to our next segment of the show, which I like to call Get Your Tech Together. <laughs> so in this segment, <laughs> I would like for you to share some specific technology tools that leaders or our um, digital leaders, I like to call our school leaders digital leaders because we're in a digital age and I feel like you are a digital leader, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> exactly. So um, what are some specific technology tools or applications that our digital leaders could potentially implement to support teacher development? Oh, um, honestly, you know, I'm kind of, Sometimes I just go back to look at going back to basics on some areas. Um, you know, I think that if you're talking about digital leadership and you're trying to um, get technology out there and, and communicate, I think, and that's the word I'm actually want to get it, is that communication. It is about being an effective communicator. It is about to effectively getting your message across. And I think um, I was just discussing with someone today, just looking back at some things in PowerPoint, because Microsoft has, their AI is incredible. Like if you look at uh, any of Microsoft's AI tools that are just kind of embedded, let's say like your immersive reader or um, one of my favorites is the design uh, tool that's in PowerPoint, where when you're trying to put slides together, as particularly as leaders, you know that, you know, getting that engagement and getting that impact on your message is very important. And you know, just some words on the screen with a picture and a, and a, and a plain background just won't necessarily get it. So in, in PowerPoint, there's that the piece that has the design idea function where all you have to do is put your text on there and put your photo on there. And the AI takes over and shows you multiple ways with color and background and different layouts of how this, this, this slide will look. And, but it shows you, and it may with graphics with arrows, it may have, uh, just different ways of putting the, the stuff on the screen, but it gives a le certain level of impact in your communication as leaders. And so again, it's not about being, you know, trying to show off how your coding skills as a leader, but as a, a lot of times for a superintendent or a principal, it is just about effective communication. 
when you're talking uh, to your constituents, to your stakeholders. Yeah, that's a good point because, uh, you know, in, in my sessions, I always do a session called Leadership Matters. And I talk about five dimensions of technological leadership. And the one part, and it's based on the research study that um, was the most effective was the communication piece. Um, and then even just thinking about crisis leadership, you know, communication is always that effective piece. And just reaching people, communication is always that effective piece. And so finding ways to leverage technology to enhance your communication can definitely support your message. And so I'll just add on some other things that leaders could potentially do with communication. Um, like uh, in my session, I talk about having a PBE playlist um, or, you know, you can leverage YouTube and put videos that you did not necessarily have to create and put them together and you can um, curate different practices to support teachers or an initiative that you have um, at your campus. You can stop doing the uh, long staff meetings that you can probably wrap up in a two minute screencast announcement uh, for, for some items that this doesn't necessarily have to take so much of your staff's time. And so there's definitely so many different tools that our leaders can leverage to help support them be more effective communicators. So if you have to pick one thing as a leader, I would definitely say start there. How can I be more effective um, with communicating with my staff, communicating my vision, um, being strategic with my communication um, and even kind of building a culture around that within my campus. Thank you for sharing that communication. That's a big one. And to ex kind of expand on that, you know, um, we, we use teams uh, with our technology specialists and library and media specialists in the district. And one of the things I like about the article as well, they say how they, you know, used uh, videos and they used the things like their newsletter to reduce the amount of time that they have in the staff meeting. And um, I, one of the things I kind of like, I think teams get say, I, I, I don't kind of like the way uh, teams and, and Zoom kind of had this battle during the then COVID. We saw this, it's teams versus Zoom. When you really look at the two technologies, they're, they're not the same. You can't really compare Zoom to teams because Zoom is a live meeting platform while teams is more geared around a, a collaborative uh, organization or community or, you know, it is set up for your PLC. It is, and so Teams has a live streaming function or a live meeting component to it. But, you know, when Zoom, when you come off of Zoom, the meeting's over, the communication stops. But when you're in Teams and the meeting stops, you're still connected because through the chat, through documents and different things and plugins that you can have, you still have, and, and so I always tell people, I'm really into integration. So. I'm for bringing all of these elements together. So let's say you're a Google person and you love Google Docs. Well, you can bring those Google Docs inside of Teams. You love Zoom. I don't have to use Teams to uh, the, the, the meeting function in Teams. I can still do Zoom in Teams. You know, I can bring all these elements together and get the best of both worlds. So I, I'm always about integration and bringing all these elements and, and not necessarily having these pieces and parts, but just bringing everything into one place. Let's go ahead and we'll close the show out with our tech smackdown. And so you you shared some great ways that technology can be used. And we've been kind of leveraging the article to kind of uh, steer our conversation today on supporting teachers, um, digitally supporting teachers, professional development. And so let's talk about some potential tips or best practices, I should like to say, um, or principles 
uh, <laughs> as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, that we can um, share with our audience that they can walk away with and take back with them and hoping they can get some nuggets out of our conversation today. Well, I would first say, and this kind of goes back to something I was talking about earlier, um, that we've got to understand that when we're talking about professional development, we're not talking about training. And professional development is an ongoing process. It's something that's constant and where you're developing it and you're developing, you're growing. You know, it's not about just that, that and too often it's about the one-off. I just get you, hey, I, I paid this money. Uh, how many days of, of PD do we have with this contract? And, but we've got to see beyond those PD days of those contracts and then what what are those ultimate goals and what do we want to see and what are those targets that we're setting for our teachers to be able to do with this particular technology. The other thing too, as far as uh, some great tips is, you know, you should have something that teachers can feed back with, um, you know, where they can come back and talk about the technology. It, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's, it's, it's testimonials of what you know, some way of just like we say feedback and, and re- being reflective with our students, we should have points of reflection with the technology, even if we're just having those conversations in our PLC of what is this technology doing for you and how do you, you know, how you how have you grown with the technology? It's because every you'll be surprised of the people who are out here using it, who don't really want to say much because they're afraid that they're not the guru. But right. if you offer that space and allow them to expand, they'll tell you that, hey, I do this, I've done this, or this has changed my way I, I see teaching. Right, you know, and I like to just end with some of the highlights from the article that they found and concluded with is that um, the study concluded that digital savvy leaders or leaders who were deemed digital savvy, they helped shape the culture of their school and ensure that they also remained engaged in learning and innovating as well as their teachers. And so it just wasn't it being, um, share and display with your teachers and you're just delegating this responsibility, you're also taking ownership and being a part of that learning as well. And, and then the, the other part to that is that when teachers, when they see their administrators encouraging innovation and engaging in the professional learning networks and leading activities like Twitter chats, um, then they are more likely to take on new risk as a learner. And so that's where we can help support and build capacity within our teachers, whether we're the guru or not. And so I definitely wanted to add those uh, parts on to kind of add on to what you were sharing with us. And I want to thank you for your time today. It's a pleasure. And of course, I'm going to be inviting you back on again. <laughs> of <laughs> no, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very passionate about um, developing our leaders and bringing to the forefront, especially where we're seeing that the research is showing that there is a deficit in digital leadership uh, research. And so the more we talk about it, hopefully, or we can spread the message around to help our uh, digital leaders in our schools, help support our teachers, which happens to help support our student uh, performance and our student achievement. So before you go, Dr. Taylor, can you just share with our listeners who, how they can follow you, be a part of your network and connect with you? Okay, I am on Twitter. I am Dr. TFT27 uh, at Twitter. Um, you can also follow me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Dr. TFT27 is where you'll find me. Also, um, I have a podcast as well called The Color of Tech. That's where you can find me. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Taylor. It's a pleasure having you on again. I look forward to our future conversations. Always a pleasure, though. I think you're doing a great work on the way you're just really uh, leading out in this area 
of providing these, this conversation. And I think it's very needed. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. 